Welcome to Midnight Book Club. I'm John Hart. And I'm Alexa. Pour yourself a stiff drink, pull up a chair, and get lost in the fantasy for a while. So, we are doing a bonus episode tonight because... Why? Why is that, Alexa? Well, the long-awaited date of the premiere of The Witcher on Netflix season two has finally been announced. I know. And when is that date? December 17th. December 17th. Excellent. Excellent. I mean, it's, it's so long away, but that gives us lots of time to catch up. Yeah, I think we're going to be like done a few months before this, but that doesn't mean we're not covering season two. Oh yeah yeah I mean yeah I definitely want to cover season two as well we'll do an episode by episode recap of it but it's still like five months away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it, it's so it's so far away but with that announcement they also dropped what was it the first trailer for the Witcher season two yeah the first trailer that wasn't like well it was a teaser before so it was just like little glimpses yeah. Yeah, this was the, the first full length this was the first full length trailer Mm -hmm. it was like two minutes long it actually gives us some understanding of what's going on Mm -hmm. in the season rather than just like glimpses and maybe this is what's happening yeah yeah we we actually get some like establishing shots and like you know dialogue yeah yeah it's not all just close-up of faces music Mm -hmm. yaskir plot points yaskir Yennefer. Yaskir. Yennefer! Yennefer! Lotta Tisea screaming. Lotta Tisea screaming. It may be because we just like looped it back a whole bunch of times over that scream, but it felt like it happened a lot. It happened at least two times. Okay. So it did happen a lot because that means we watched it probably 15 times. But as part of our dutiful summaries of every single thing in the Witcher universe, you know we had to bring... Other, other than the Witcher 1 and 2 video games. Well, we're not doing that. That's no. not canon. Yeah. Or is it? Eh, Debatable. Unless. (laughs) Yeah, so we wanted to bring you a frame-by-frame analysis of the first trailer of The Witcher Season 2 on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So we thought we would start by breaking it down. Okay. Scene by scene. I mean, almost scene by scene. There's a lot of shots. So I might not have exhaustively chronicled every one of them. I I do have a lot of notes, though. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, this is also an audio medium. So there's only so much that we can do in terms of like a, you know, a shot by shot kind of thing. I'm going to try my best. We're giving you the broad strokes and some rabbit holes that I'm sure will be wildly incorrect. I think we might we might get some like spot on here, actually. Yeah, but it helps to have read like almost all of the books at this point. Yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> that gives us a decent leg we up. Do, we do have a little bit of leg up in that regard, so. Actually, we should introduce ourselves before we get into this summary in case Correct. you don't listen to our podcast. We have been for almost a year now doing a chapter by chapter recap podcast of The Witcher novels mm-hmm. by Anse Subkovsky. And we also started doing an episode by episode recap of The Witcher on Netflix because that's where we started. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We weren't one of those um, very illustrious people who started with the books. I'm no, sorry, I'm not no. a started with the books kind of person. I wish I was. <laughs> I well, love having bragging rights. One of the things that I've brought up before in the in the longer form podcast is that books have a much higher emotional investment um, and a TV show, you can usually just kind of flip on and be like, oh, all right, I don't like that, and then turn it off. Um, so yes. it, it, people shouldn't fault, fault those who start on the TV show instead of the books. I actually used to be a diehard start with a book person, but then I realized that it's almost always a letdown to start with a book. Yes. <laughs> because then when you look at a TV show or an adaptation, a movie, you notice the details they leave out you Mm -hmm. notice the ways they change the original Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes it's better but it's kind of like a cover of an original song sometimes they innovate sometimes they make it better sometimes most of the time they don't sometimes your favorite parts end up on the cutting room floor it's just Mm -hmm. how it goes i'm glad we started the way we did um i'm alexa i consider myself a super fan of the witcher series um you want to introduce yourself john mark no 
Okay. <laughs> I'm John Mark, uh, and I am also a super fan of the series. Alexa and I kind of got started on the the Witcher journey. The it's, journey. God, it's not, God, it sounds like a cult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got started on the journey about a year and a half to two years ago. Uh, started watching the TV show. Mm-hmm. Thought it was really good. I had played a little bit of The Witcher 3 when it first came out. Didn't really grab me too much. I didn't get very far into it, but uh, Alexa decided to play the game uh, after watching the TV show, got really into it, and then decided to read the books. So Yeah, it was a real backwards journey, but I'm glad we're here. Mm-hmm. Here I'm we are. I'm glad so. we're here to recap the trailer of Season 2 of The Witcher on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Shall we dive into it, though? Yeah, let's go frame by frame. Okay. Well, almost frame by frame. I'm not promising every frame, guys. Okay. So at second 1.23, we see. So we first see Siri sitting by a fire and she is asking someone, so I am your destiny. And then we see Geralt who says, you're much more than that, Cirilla. We have a song in the background, which I tried to make out the lyrics of. There's something about roaming and Mm. your protectors come home. And that's the background of a lot of the trailer. It sounds like it may be Yaskir, but it's kind of hard to tell. But we're we're guessing it's probably Yaskir. We see Siri riding through the forest um, saying, I need to understand some things. And then we see Geralt with his hood up guiding Roach down the forest path. Um, We see Geralt and Siri in the snow. Um, and an open gate in front of them. We know this to be Kaer Morin because of what we see afterwards, but also it just very much looks like Kaer Morin if you've seen it in any other property or heard a description of it in the books. Yeah, yeah. We see a close-up of Geralt and Ciri from the front, likely that same shot of them in front of the gate of Kaer Morin, and Geralt says, the world is changing. Um, this is actually a direct quote-ish. I, w- I will say ish because there are a lot of adaptations of quotes that are pulled from various parts of the book. Uh, this particular quote was pulled from The Last Wish in one of the bridge chapters. I just thought it was interesting that they are sort of recycling these. Mm-hmm. And then we hear Geralt say, Sintra isn't safe for you anymore. We see a dead man on the ground with another man approaching. Um, We're left to wonder, is this a dead witcher? Is this someone else they're encountering on the road who is walking up? So that to me, that scene looked like uh, the intro. uh, It looked like them walking into the courtyard for the Beast in the Brooksa. So that was kind of what I thought it might have been um, and like leading up to the establishment of that. I mean, these are all guesses at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we see a mountain pass. There's a lot of snow. We have to imagine this is the outskirts of Karamoran. We see two figures on a horse. Um, it's a person with a dark cloak. We know that Geralt was wearing a cloak, so it's likely him. Um, and then there is Siri in front of him. Um, we see that she's in the same long fur coat and she has flaxen hair. So these are very blurry figures, but we can kind of make broad estimations. For a minute, I thought it might have been Yennefer and Siri, but I don't think Yennefer is going to get as far north as Karamoran. Yeah, yeah. not Depending on what they, they're going to do with her timeline, but it didn't seem to necessarily mesh up with being Yen. I think a lot of these shots are going to be of the same scene just from different angles mm-hmm, but they're mm-hmm. in like shadows and trying to keep us a little bit in the dark about it which makes sense yeah, it's a yeah, trailer yep you don't want to you don't want to give away your best bits yet i think there is also a possibility that the the hooded figure um on the horse behind siri may potentially be uh tris um mm-hmm. because that is about where that is about where tris comes in t- in the books it's about where siri first meets her Notably, um, we see no Triss in this trailer. At least we yeah, do not see yeah. Triss's face. Yeah, that, that we know of, we see no Triss. So. We hear from Siri, what exactly is Kaer Morin? And we see Siri and a figure with a dark cloak riding into the Kaer Morin gates. We see a woman with dark hair in the Kaer Morin stables as Siri looks around. Her face is blurred, but we also see this woman in various parts in the trailer. We do not know who this is. Oh, uh, is that where she says you ha- we have to stay? Yes. We okay. see her multiple times. We do not know who she is. Yeah. So we, Siri is in the same outfit as when she first came to Kara Morhen. So, yeah, she probably has to be related. I think there's a possibility they may be setting up for a, uh, like a temple of Melitel. Um, they yes. may have like a stopover there mm-hmm. or something. And I'm assuming maybe it gets like 
put under siege or something like that. But um, that's kind of just speculation because we have no idea who these women are and they have no context in anything else. So. They're probably mostly invented for the show. We know they invent several characters or make amalgams. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It could be someone from the Temple of Elendor. Um, it could be Mother Naneke. I don't think it is, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of possibilities at this point. Yeah, yep. We see Siri walking into the open gates. Um, this is at the inner, like the inside door at Karamorin. Um, and we hear, you're home. And Siri walks in with the figure with the hood, which we know is Geralt. We're pretty sure at least. Mm-hmm. We see the witchers in the Grand Hall of Karamorin. I counted mm. five witchers here, not including Geralt. And then, then the sh- scene shifted and you counted more. So it's like, what, between five and nine or so was the, the I think final count? between five and eight. Five and eight, okay. So there's a lot of witchers. Yeah, yeah. Apparently they can make more witchers in the Netflix universe. Yeah, I mean, apparently. Yeah. Um, we see um, Geralt looking at Ciri as she's taking in Kara Morin. And someone, one of the witchers says, finally a continuation of your home. Geralt hugs one of the witchers in the Great Hall. We're guessing this is maybe Lambert. Um, We don't Mm, know that mm. for sure. Ciri looks on and she's terrified of this hall. We know that's um, pretty spot on for the book. She's very scared when she first goes to Kaer Morin. Mm -hmm. We see a wide shot of the Grand Room at Kaer Morin. And here I counted either seven or eight witchers, including Geralt. Yeah, there's... There's a couple of spots in the background that look like they might be like suits of armor or something like that, just kind of like lumped in a corner, but um, they don't move, so it's hard to tell. I think Vesemir was off to one side. Yeah, yeah. We do see Vesemir in a lot of background shots here. We see Siri and a witcher with a ponytail and a lot of scars on his face. We think... That, actually, um, I was actually looking on one of the, the witcher fan pages uh, between when we watched the... Uh, when we watched the trailer and the five minutes between when we watched it and came up here, um, there was somebody posted a, sh- a production shot mm-hmm. um, of Siri with that guy, and he is credited as Lambert. That's Lambert. Yes, that's Lambert. Okay, I'm all sorts mm-hmm. of confused. Mm-hmm. So we thought this was Eskel at yeah, first because yep. Eskel is described as having a disfiguring scar, but mm-hmm. I guess this is actually Lambert. Yep. So I mean, unless... Uh, it, Unless they're unless both of them, both Eskel and Lambert, have long ponytails and wear like a chainmail shirt. That does seem like a pretty common description for a Witcher, but that's not it, here nor there. Yeah, it wasn't. No, I mean like this. I'll I'll show you the picture later, and it, okay. it very much looks like. So either Lambert or Eskel ask Siri, yeah. um, kind of playfully, "Who the hell are you?" And we see Geralt running in between beams. We're thinking this is one of the Karamoran training setups. There are a lot of um, makeshift obstacle courses at Karamoran in the book. So this is one of the main things that they focus on in the trailer. We hear Siri saying, sometimes I feel so afraid. And we see Siri sleeping fitfully, having a nightmare, and Geralt sitting up. Um, this is likely when they're camping out um, and on the outskirts of Kaer Morin. Mm-hmm. Um, we see an overhead of Siri in a room. Um, and then we see some what we think are artifacts in Karamorin. Um, there's a stone blade dagger with an ivory handle on a display stand. And then there's this witcher blade with runes. It has inscriptions. Um, the middle has a channel to it. It's um, created to be lighter. Mm-hmm. So we know that this is a blade that has some sort of importance. Yeah, so the, the blade here meets the description of the of the sword that Siri gets later in the books. But I think aesthetically, it's definitely more geared towards supposed to be uh, Geralt's sword. Um, right. Because it, it, there's a set there. Mm-hmm. There's another lower one that doesn't have any runes on it. And it looks like it's a steel sword, you know, hence the Witcher two swords thing. So Silver's for monsters. Steel's for men. So Siri is looking at this blade and she walks up to it as if drawn to it. And we hear her start to say, I feel like I could. She's crying at the fireside. We think this is likely the same camping on the outskirts of Kermoran that we see throughout this trailer. So she says, I feel like I could burn the whole world. And Geralt, if you've ever seen that meme of like the monkey mm-hmm. side eyeing, he yep. like <laughs> looks all the way over to her. And it, it's funny because uh, Alexa and I having, you know, read more into the books, like 
we both did like a double take at each other when we when we heard that line. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you're going to learn some stuff about yourself here. So we hear Geralt saying facing your fear is not easy. And we see someone handing Siri a wooden training sword. He continues, but I am here for you. Siri looks up at someone and we hear Geralt say, when I say run, um, and he's in the courtyard of some ruined manor. Mm -hmm. We have a theory on what that is, but more on that in a little bit. Yep. yep. We see a bat-like creature dive at Geralt. It's like this banshee-like thing. Um, Kind of hard to tell what it is exactly. We see Siri in a room with an open window, likely at Kaer Morin. We see inside a castle, we see a man unsheath his sword. It's really, really difficult to tell who this is. Yeah, yeah. But He's got mm-hmm. long brown hair and a beard, but he's also very blurry. So yep. <laughs> could be anyone. A lot, of, a lot of blurry dudes in this trailer. We hear a continuation of Geralt's voiceover. When I say run, you run. Um, we see another shot of Geralt. At the fire, we see Siri look at Geralt meaningfully. We see a lot of Geralt running um, in this trailer. <laughs> we see see him like just barreling through a door. That boy sure is a running fool. We also think this is like at the same manner as we see a lot of shots at this one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we think that they grabbed a lot of footage from this particular episode, which mm-hmm. makes sense because I think it's going to be one of their bigger like Monster of the Week adventure episodes. We'll get there. Yeah, so there's a shot of all sorts of Witcher medallions. It looks like it's not just wolves, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But we could not, for the life of us, tell what animals are on these. (laughs) Like, it could be a lion. It could be a hedgehog. It could be a dragon. We had so many guesses. (laughs) So all of the... So there's different schools of Witchers, and they have different, like, methodologies. Well, okay. So they all have different... Can can I say something on the schools, though? Okay, go ahead. To my knowledge, the schools are completely an invention of the video game. Yeah, well, yes. Uh, uh, so they are invented. They are an invention of the video game. They may have pulled that into the TV show. I, I think they have th- yeah. because it's interesting. Because even though the books are the primary source material, they are mm-hmm. definitely open to using things that are in the game. Yeah. For instance, which I thought was very interesting, and I won't get off on this rabbit hole for very long. Mm-hmm. When we were reading the books, you know, you realize they never describe the color of the Witcher's eyes. And I learned that CD Projekt Red made the choice to make the Witcher's eyes yellow or golden because it was a way to make them stand out visually Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from other people. Mm. So we we know that they have like cat-like eyes and cat-like eyes are usually green or yellow. So Mm -hmm. it's a fair estimation. But this was something that the game kind of invented and was adopted into the lore. So very interesting to keep in mind. Okay. But yeah, uh, so what I was going to say, though, is in the video games, there's different schools and they're represented by different animals that have attributes like bears are big and tanky. Cats are quick and fast. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the specific of wolves are. I think it's that they're kind of a blend of the two. Um, So all of these medallions have different animals on them. And we really can't tell what the animals are because they're all like medieval artistic depictions of animals. Who knows? Where it's like, okay, maybe that's either, yeah, like Alexa said, it's either a cat or a snake. Or, or a fox. Or a maybe a bird. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're, they're, they're real bad depictions. Like, anyways, I just thought it was kind of a funny aside that they were all wanted to make jokes about medieval art. So um, we hear Geralt say, when I say hide, um, we see a shot of a lot of the witchers seemingly preparing for something. We see three women in a room. There's a woman with dark hair. There's a woman with short hair and a third woman that we can't really see. And we don't know who these women are, but Siri tells them we have to stay. Mm -hmm. I have no context for what this is. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, Could be mages, could be something to do with the Temple of Elendor. Mm -hmm. We have no idea. So Geralt continues his quote. When I say hide, you hide. Um, We see a lot of Geralt sliding into the shadows and battling here. We see Geralt in the same doorway of the Rune Manor as before. We see a rock formation that's inverted. It kind of looks, as John Mark pointed out, like a skull. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no idea what this is either. It's just kind of a cool shot. Yeah, yeah. And I think that just might, might just be, have been a cool shot that they wanted to do. We see Geralt in the woods. We then see Siri in what looks like training gear. We see Geralt looking confused in the woods a whole bunch. We hear him yell, run. 
we see a close-up of Siri. Notably, she has green eyes. Mm -hmm, Now, mm -hmm. I pointed this out in season one. She had blue eyes. Uh At the very very beginning, she had blue eyes. I still don't understand why this was, if this was an intentional choice. If you know, can you please DM us at Midnight Bookcast on Instagram? Or am I crazy? Were her eyes always green? I don't think they were. No, no, because we definitely took note on it. They did. Her eyes were green towards the ending episodes. Um, I think starting in like episode five or so, they 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 definitely changed color. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, we see Geralt running through the woods. We see a lot of woods in this trailer. A lot of woods, a lot of running. We hear another voiceover from Geralt. Vesemir said the world outside these walls. Um, we see Geralt on the balance beams, like balance logs. It's sort of a makeshift like, like battle. Yeah. We see a lot of this in the book, um, Baptism of Fire, which is the first of the saga. Um, a lot of training exercises. We see Geralt like fighting up on these beams. Um, and then we see um, that he has a bandage on his knee, mm-hmm. on his left knee. This is mm-hmm. going to be important this for one of our theories. Yep. Um, so we see Vesemir looking on from below. Um, we know this is Vesemir because he has a very similar haircut um, and also gray hair as Geralt. Um, and because he's talking about Vesemir, so we assume this is Vesemir. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. it's a pretty fair. <laughs> Usually, so the imagery of Vesemir, as I was saying to Alexa during our while, while we were watching, um, is very uh, distinct. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's the only other white-haired guy who, who's usually in Witcher garb. So yes. like Geralt is usually the focus of the shot, and that means other white-haired witchery looking guy equal Vesemir. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much how you identify him. We see a passing shot of a village and get a continuation of Geralt's voiceover. Vesmir said, the world outside these walls is a dangerous place. Then we see Geralt in a room in front of a window, coming out of the shadows. He continues, but you can find power and purpose. We see him grabbing a dagger. We see Ciri in front of a waterfall. And then we see Geralt, um, an overhead shot of him and another man, which we think is also Vesemir back to back. We don't see any close-ups of Vesemir's face, which is interesting. And then we see Tissaia in the woods in the aftermath of the Battle of Sodden, which happened we last think, season. We think it's the We aftermath. think it's the aftermath of the Battle of Sodden. I think it's a pretty fair bet mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on the rest of the content. Yep, yep. And we hear Geralt's voiceover, where is she? We see Geralt and Ciri on horseback once again, and we see them approaching the haunted manor, the same that has been featured in the trailer. We see Ciri is on the horse, clearly, and we also see that Geralt is approaching the house with a bandage on his knee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, let's give a little context. We know that this is an adaptation. Yep of one of the first short stories in the Witcher series. So this is based on a story in The Last Wish, um, which is an adaptation itself of Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about a Bruxa, which is a form of vampire. We know that they actually cast Tormund from Game of Thrones in the Beast role. So we already knew that this was coming. Weirdly, though, Ciri is with him, um, meaning that they're making some changes to the timelines. This is going to be more of like a monster of the week, but I think it's probably also going to tie into Ciri's journey. So that's going to be interesting. And we can talk more about that a little later. So we see Tissaia yelling, Yennefer! And, uh, you know, she looks very distraught and everything. We think this is the aftermath of the Battle of Sodden again. We see an overhead shot of Geralt fighting. It's a really cool shot, it looks like. It's a spinning mm-hmm. shot. And we see a shot of Ciri in training gear again. And then a close-up of a boy who we think is Dara, um, who mm-hmm. was Ciri's mm-hmm. companion in season one. He's an elf. We hear a voiceover from someone we don't know saying, What if your princess is more than you bargained for? There's a man with dark hair, and I think this is the same guy we saw unsheathing his sword, but I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And we see him snapping his fingers. There's any number of people this could be. Again, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, we see a close-up of Siri after he snaps his fingers, and then an overhead shot of the battlefield. We think this is also the aftermath of the Battle of Sodden. Um, we see several very quick 
close-up shots though we did pause to make sure that we caught everything <laughs> yeah. um we see that there is one shot of yaskier performing with his lute um mm -hmm. at some mm -hmm. tavern he's wearing a very interesting prince the musician inspired yeah. <laughs> he looks like if prince the musician the artist formerly known as prince uh, took a trip to a renaissance fair. It's kind of hilarious and amazing. Good look for him. It is a really good look for him. It looks like kind of pirate cosplay. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea what's going on. <laughs> I don't know either. There, there's only like maybe two frames of it, but it's great and it made me really happy. We see the back of the um, head of a Nilfgaardian in full armor. And then we see Geralt and Vesemir. We see what we think is the beast in the ruined manor. Mm -hmm. um, again, confirming that we're going to see this play out. Yeah, yep. And we see the hands of a woman in green. Um, she's taking someone's hands. We don't know what this is, and we mm, don't have any mm. context. It could be a lot of things. Um, we see Geralt hugging Siri emotionally. Um, a lot of hugging also. A lot of hugging. <laughs> um, we see Geralt in the courtyard of that ruined manor again. His eyes are black. We know he's fighting something. We see another close-up of Siri, and this is the lingering shot that leads into, um, you know, coming soon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, one thing that John Mark pointed out mm -hmm. was that we had never really looked at the medallion closely. We always knew it was the wolf medallion. Mm -hmm. But do you want to say what you found? I noticed that up in the top left-hand corner is a swallow. Um, and we actually went back and looked at the season one emblems and uh, of the of the emblems that have the wolf um, up in the top left-hand corner is a swallow the entire time. Um, I thought it was just like a little aesthetic, little like silvery burst thing, but it's actually a bird. Why is the swallow important, John Mark? The swallow is important because it is Siri's nickname. Zeriel. Um, Zeriel, uh, which means little swallow. I mean swallow, Just yes. swallow. Um, and there is a tower of swallows? Yes. Which is the name of the book that we're in that we haven't gotten to the Tower of the Swallows yet. So I don't actually know a lot about it. But I am assuming that there is a tower and it is swallow named. Thank you for that summary, John Mark. You're welcome. We hear the voiceover, are you sure you're ready for this? Likely talking about Siri and her training. And then we get our, um, you know, coming soon Witcher yeah. um, display. And then we see a bump that's Fringilla, who is the mage of Nilfgaard. That's not who she is in the books, but we're just going with it. Yeah, yeah. So Fringilla bends down. We think again, the aftermath of the Battle of Sodden. And she says to someone, welcome back. And it's sort of like bleary point of mm, view. Mm -hmm. So we do get the sense that whoever's at the other end is just sort of regaining something. Eyesight. And we see Yennefer opening her eyes and she's clearly wounded and banged up from the battle. Mm -hmm. And that's the last thing we see. And scene. So into into theories and timelines. Okay, so the, the two big things that we see here that we believe are being shown is the Beast in the Bruxa. Yep. Uh, which is a one of the short stories. It's a standalone short story that shows up in the first book. The Last um, Wish. Yep, fantastic, uh, fantastic short story. Very worth reading. You can probably knock it out in, a, in an afternoon. It's not called The Bruxa and the Beast. This was actually based on the short story A Grain of Truth. Um, okay. From the Last Wish, which we called The Bruxa and the Beast in okay. our podcast recap. <laughs> I think that's a more apt name for it. Yeah, because The Grain of Truth. Oh, I mean, there's a metaphor in there, if I remember right. Anyways, um, yeah, so it's it's a, a short story about a man who's been cursed to look like a beast. Um, he falls in love with a Bruxa, which is a type of, like, female vampire. It's kind of like a succubus um, or a banshee. It's kind of a combination of the two, actually, I mm -hmm. think, I would say. Gerald has to kill the Bruxa, and then he lifts the curse on, on the castle and the man. But um, so we, we, th we know that they're probably going to do that. Well, we do know that they're going to do that because we know the casting list. That's probably going to be like a standalone episode. The other thing that we have seen now is we're fairly certain is going to be the aftermath of Sodden, um, which is something that we haven't really actually even seen in the books too much. Um, Yennefer alludes to it a little bit. And so this is where we know... Yen talks about losing her eyesight immediately after the the Battle of Sodden. So we're fairly certain that this kind of fits in, uh, the puzzle pieces fit in here, that the person we were seeing, the person Fringilla was healing, was Yennefer. Because Do she we know that Fringilla was healing her? I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> um, and that might be kind of a twist in and of itself, because there's a lot of things going on there. But it, it kind of seemed like maybe that was the case. Um, because the vision was blurry, and it might have been Yen, you know, getting her eyesight back kind of thing. 
a little bit about the timeline then. So we see Geralt and Ciri approaching the manor uh, with the beast in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we think this is a theory. We see a lot of shots of the courtyard that seem to match up with the short story. Like, yeah, yeah. He seems to be fighting a banshee slash like bat thing. So we think that's the Bruxa that is also happening in the courtyard. Um, we see the beast in the same sort of environment. So this seems to match up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what I was going to say, though, is that I, it's based on them approaching it um, and the the outfit that Siri is wearing. She appears to be wearing like her training gear. Um, we see the bandage on Geralt's left knee, um, which tells me that it, it happened potentially post Karamoran, um, that they had stopped there for training. Um, the fact that Geralt also has a an injured knee, um, to me, tells me, alludes to the fact that they may do the attack on Thaned. So Thaned happens way further down in the timeline. It does. but And that's not going to be the focus of this season. Well, so it, it probably won't be. So we're, we're probably going to be getting like a maybe a retroactive thing like Anse likes to do. So I think this is going to be very based on the early part of Blood of Elves, mm-hmm. which tells the story of Geralt taking Ciri to Kaer Morin for the first time. So we actually see him camping out with Ciri um, in the trailer. That happens in the first chapter of the book as well. So I think that we're going to see Geralt immediately taking Ciri to Kaer Morin, traveling there. They get to know Karen Morin. Um, she meets all of the witchers. She may or may not have the hallucinations that she had mm-hmm. in Blood of Elves. We'll see. Um, it'll be interesting because we don't see any of Triss. Um, in the books, Triss comes to Karen Morin. Yeah, I yeah. don't know based on this trailer if that's going to happen or not. So I think we're going to see Geralt and his relationships with the witchers. Um, namely Vesemir, who is his father figure. I mm. think we're going to see a lot of his friendships with the witchers who are more prominent. Lambert, Eskel, there might be some made-up guy in there because there's a lot of witchers here. Yep. <laughs> it looks like Kaer Morin is not going to be quite as empty as it's portrayed in the mm, books mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and in the video game. The idea of Kaer Morin is sort of this last vestige of mm. witcherdom. Like, yeah. it's a dying race it's a fallen stronghold is kind of like that you know there used to be like hundreds of thousands of people that were maintaining this this castle this fortress and when you get there like in the books and the video games it's like six dudes trying to maintain like this property of like ten thousand square feet and like 75 acres kind of thing so there's five witchers in all in the books. Um, so it's Vesemir, who's the leader, and Vesemir wasn't even supposed to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Geralt, who is the most famous of all of them. He gets out the most. Then you have Lambert, Eskel, and Cohen. Cohen is kind of a non-factor. Everybody forgets about Cohen. Um, I forgot about him. Here, who knows? Today. There's going to be new names and probably some amalgam. Some mm-hmm. people will have different attributes and experiences. It'll be interesting to see that. So I think we're going to see some Siri training montages similar to Blood of Elves. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see her struggle quite a bit. Um, I don't know who the woman at Caremorn is. That's going to be a wild card. Well, we we also don't fully know that that's Caremorn. Like I said, I, I suspect it may be the Temple of Ethne, you said it was? The Temple of Melitol in Elendor. In Elendor. Ethne is the leader of Brokolon. Okay, the Temple of Elendor. I th- I think I think it may be the Temple of Elendor, and I think they may end up getting like attacked or something, and they have to flee to Karamoran, which may explain why Ciri is in the same outfit um, that she is in in that scene. But maybe they're in Karamoran. We really actually don't have any context for this this scene at all. But we we generally know that there's not really any women at Karamoran. Yeah, that's um, going to be a weird which one. Is why, which is why it's throwing me so much. I mean, I'm not saying there can't be, but like, it, it yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily fit with the canon. Um, but who knows? They might be doing their own thing. So, Well, the only reason I think it's Karen Warren is because there's snow, and that seems to be an indicator of where they are. Yeah, um, yeah. The climate at Ellender is not yeah, as cold. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Well, Siri's also in that scene. Siri is not wearing a, a fur coat. She's not wearing a fur. She's wearing the same dress and she, her hair is done the same, mm-hmm. but she's not wearing fur. And okay. none of the women are dressed as if it's cold. Well, well, that's later. I was talking about the one where the woman is by the stables. Well, all right. Well, then just ignore everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so they're the because same woman that's in is in two scenes. So there's a woman who's blurry, but it looks like from her hairstyle that she's the same person that we saw later with the other women. Um, she's by the stables and what I think is Karen Morin. So that's that's the one thing that I'm not really sure of. I don't know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think at some point we're going to get some demonstration of Siri's untapped abilities, whether that's we through. Better. We better. I mean, well, like, that's what they're alluding to um, where she says, like, I feel like I could burn everything down. Um, they're very much trying to build up this, you know, uncontrolled power. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to see some sort of outburst, some sort of thing that makes Geralt realize, oh, she actually has to be trained in magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what happens in the book. Triss tries to help with that, but then they realize they need to call in the big guns they and they need that, Yennefer. <laughs> they realize um, that Triss kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm just realizing now, though, if it plays out differently, we're never going to get this really amazing letter that Yennefer writes to Geralt, yeah. the dear friend letter. <laughs> dear friend. Yeah. Oh, I man. hope that okay. happens. So I think yeah. there's going to be some big outburst with Siri where Geralt's going to realize she needs some sort of advanced magical training. We're going to see him leaving and going with her somewhere, maybe to the temple, maybe to find Yennefer. So that's actually where I think they're going to go a little off book. I don't think she's going to go to the temple. I think he's going to try to find Yennefer with her, knowing mm-hmm. that she needs to be trained by Yennefer. Mm. That's where the book goes, but not right away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Geralt does ask Yennefer to help but not until later. So I think that's going to be probably the second act, possibly the third. I think that they're going to be trying to find Yennefer. Meanwhile, they're going to do their own thing with Yennefer's storyline post um, Battle of Sodden. We know, like John Merck said, that Yennefer loses her eyesight after the Battle of Sodden. Fringilla is so much different in the TV show than in the book. She's much more evil. Nilfgaard is characterized differently, so it's kind of impossible to know what Frangilla wants to use Yennefer for but it is interesting because when Frangilla and Yennefer meet in the book even though it is much much later than it is in the TV show they recognize each other from the Battle of Sodden Mm. so it's interesting that the TV show is putting them both there and actually having them interact yeah well and I was gonna say that based on like the timeline maybe that maybe Fringilla hasn't become evil yet but then no, Fringilla is very. I evil. was going to say it dawned on me, like, oh yeah, no, she was supporting Nilfgaard at that time, like that was the reason they were there. Um, so yeah, okay, never mind. That might completely threw my 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 brain thinking out of the window. So, um, so I think Jennifer is going to be a captive for Nilfgaard, mm-hmm. like the entire season, and I think Geralt is going to try to rescue her with Siri. Maybe they'll encounter each other. Maybe they won't. My theory for the end game is that at the end, Yennefer and Siri will be riding off together yeah, to do their yeah, training. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where Geralt will be at that point, but um, that does kind of track with what happens in the books as well. Is that like Yen and, and Siri do kind of just go do like fun training montage you know, sorceressy things. Single mom things. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, one of my favorite sections in the books. It'll be interesting. Um, like maybe we should move into just like general questions and more open-ended things that mm, we want mm-hmm. answered. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Will Geralt, Yennefer, and Ciri be all together at the same time in the season? Is the Battle of Sodden thing happening mm-hmm. in the same timeline? Because in the books, Battle of Sodden happens um, a few... Decades like, before. Well, not decades. So... I'm unclear really on when this happens, but we know that when Geralt is being carted through Sodden after he gets injured, we know that it's like probably a year after Mm -hmm. the Battle of Sodden. So he runs into Ciri after the Battle of Sodden has happened. So the timeline is going to be a little wonky on this. I do want to know if this is supposed to be happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Anse plays around with timelines a lot. Um, so I'm sure they'll probably play around with his timeline. 
um, as well. Maybe they'll make it more cohesive and coherent um, or linear, I should say. They want to um, make this season more linear. Yeah, yeah, because I know the last season was just like some straight up like sliders or Doctor Who, <laughs> like in terms and of like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Watch it backwards and the timeline makes sense. So my other question is like how many witchers are going to die is it going to be like all of the other red shirts because so i i had a weird weird idea with that was that yeah because they're obviously building up like those are definitely red shirt witchers like there's no reason there's no there's no way in hell that we we need to care about the other (laughs) eight witchers that show up in that scene um so they may actually be building up for like a small like siege of karamoran which yeah. may actually be part of it. Um, and that might be how Geralt mm-hmm. gets the wound on his knee. Yep, yep. Well, okay, but so he was training at Karamoran with the wound. So, but I mean, maybe. Like, maybe they were still at Karamoran after the siege. I don't, I don't think know. that they're forced out of Karamoran or anything. I think mm. that it's more something that happens. And yeah. maybe that training is him getting back on the horse or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That, like, there's things that they could do with it. Um, it seems like that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because they'd have to build up the backstory of, like, all the tension between humans and, and witchers. There's going to be um, something that happens. It might be while the witchers are hunting a monster. It might mm, be just mm-hmm. something goes wrong. Um, but I think... A whole bunch of witchers are going to die. I think at least one to two... Maybe three. I'm thinking three or four. There's a bunch of them we don't care about. I think it's going to be at least one person that we do care about. Yeah. Yeah. I know you know some spoilers, so. I'm not going to go into that, but. um, Yeah. So I'm a little nervous about the Frangilla and Jennifer storyline. I hope it doesn't get to the point where it's like dragging on because Jennifer is just a captive all season mm, and i don't mm. love the nilfgaard storyline I'm, I'm just gonna struggle through the rest of k here whatever's yeah, happening with yeah, him i yeah. don't know yeah we don't well in the, yeah k here probably isn't around at that point in the timeline so um i, I don't know that, that could be that could be interesting but yeah i i fully agree with you that i really hope we just don't see an entire season of Yen as Frangela's captive because that it would be exceedingly unexciting. I want to see her do more cool shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's to say as role? Is she going to just be screaming the entire season? Probably. I mean, that's basically what she does in the books, but she doesn't yeah. scream all she the time. She doesn't scream. In the she's just, she complains a lot. What? She's very proper and stuck up and doesn't want to do things and feels know things should be done in an order. Okay. There's a there's a proper way to do things. There is a proper way to do things. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is future Alexa and future John Mark here. Um, <laughs> okay. And we're here because there are new updates that mm. have resulted from the WitcherCon weekend that happened between July 9th and July 11th, mm-hmm. I think. So another thing that came out is that they released all of the episode titles and each medallion, mm. which gives us a few more hints in, yeah. as to yep. the direction they're going. It confirms some of the things we were already talking about. It uh, dashes some of our other predictions. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's fine, though. It's good to have more information rather than less. So I'm mm-hmm, going to go mm-hmm. through the episode titles and the medallions, at least what they look like. Yeah. Um, are they medallions or logos or emblems? I call them medallions because they're inspired by the Witcher medallions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that. yeah, that makes sense. So episode one is a grain of truth. And this is the medallion is a figure of a bat or a like you know, vampire-ish mm-hmm. Bruxa. Mm-hmm. Um, this confirms our theory that um, they're going to do an adaptation of A Grain of Truth, which mm-hmm. features a Beauty and the Beast-inspired narrative. Now, we didn't think it would come this early in the yeah, season. Yeah. We thought maybe this would happen after Karamoran. Now it looks like it happens on the way to Karamoran. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this happens pretty early. Um, it's literally maybe the first thing that happens it'll probably be a way to frame the Siri and Geralt narrative as they head to Kermorin. Episode two, literally called Kermorin. Oh, hey, yeah. That, that um, would make sense, wouldn't it? The medallion is a dead wolf. There is some hint that there's going to be something major that happens at Kermorin throughout the trailer. We think that it might result in a few deaths of some red shirts, mm-hmm. maybe of one important character. Yep. Uh, episode three is What is Lost? This 
doesn't seem to have any like major hints as to what it can be about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, It isn't based on any short story title. What's the medallion look like? The medallion looks. Oh, it it was a swallow, wasn't it? It looks a bit like a bird with its beak down, Mm -hmm, but it mm -hmm. doesn't seem to have like, I don't know. It doesn't tell me much. Yeah, yeah, I, I looked at it earlier. Yeah, I think it's just a swallow. Maybe Siri and Geralt get separated. Uh, episode four, Redanian Intelligence. Now, mm-hmm. we all know what this means. Dijkstra is Dijkstra, coming. yes. Yep. Um, so Dijkstra in the books is a very big figure. He is the mm-hmm. head of Redanian um, Intelligence Gathering. He's a top spy. Uh, so he is going to be introduced. I did not predict that. I think I heard at some point they were casting him, but it completely went out of my mind. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited for this. Yeah. I, I would have figured there'd be a lot of other characters that would have gotten cast first. The medallion is a hooded figure and a dagger. So mm, seems pretty mm, appropriate yep. for something about Dijkstra and yep. spying and intelligence in general. Um, episode five is Turn Your Back. Again, I'm not getting a lot from this. The medallion is the scales of justice. Oh, yeah. Yep. So we we might see something that brings us into focus in future uh, trailers, mm, but mm. I, it doesn't tell me much. Yeah, I got, I got nothing on that one. Episode six is something I'm really excited for, John Mark. Episode six is Dear Friend. Dear Friend. friend. <laughs> now, Dear Friend refers to a letter that Yennefer writes Geralt um, when Geralt asks for her help in mm, training mm. Siri. What she's really upset about in the book is that he came to her so late. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he went to Triss first. Yep. He asked Triss for help, and Triss was at Care Morin helping Siri. So Yennefer is like, you know, obviously thrilled to be his second choice. Yeah, I'm so so glad that you came to me second after after exhausting the resources with Triss. He opens the letter with the phrase "Dear friend." The the medallion seems to be like a letter burning or something on fire. Oh, I thought it was um a hand. It looked like a hand with um like a sorceress energy like ball coming out of it. Well, either way, yeah. it seems to refer to Yennefer in some mm-hmm, respect, either mm-hmm. her letter or her hand. We shall see. Episode seven is Volith Mir. This is probably either something in Elven or Nilfgaardian. Um, Nilfgaardian in the book is. Um, derived from Elvish, so oh. there it's probably one in the same. My thought is that maybe this is like an all men must die sort of yeah, thing, like yeah. Game of Thrones. Valor Morgalis, um, yes. all men must die. Yeah. So I feel like that's a similar saying, and the medallion is just a skull. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. one of the reasons that we think that it means something like all men must die is that the medallion is just a skull. So it seems to refer to some death or some imminent danger. It looked to me like a skull in like body wraps, um, so like, like a, a mummy? mummy or like maybe just a blindfold over it. Um, so it may have had a little bit more like specific meaning, but I couldn't quite parse out anything more than that. But. Um, episode eight is not being released. It's top secret at this point. So we don't know what the end is going to look Mm -hmm, like. mm -hmm. Um, it kind of makes sense that they're going to hold some cards close to the chest at this point. Mm -hmm. So we'll just have to find out. I do have one more prediction that I've pieced together. Um, just from, um, watching a lot of commentary in the last few days. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I try not to watch a lot of commentary until we record, but we already recorded. So I figured like we'd watch some things. No one said this yet, but this is my prediction based mm-hmm. on having read the books and knowing that Yaskier is going to be here somewhere, but thinking that it doesn't seem like he's going to be with Geralt at least in the first half of the season because mm-hmm. Geralt's mm-hmm. going to be with Siri, He's going to be occupied. I think that they're going to include the scene in Blood of Elves where Yaskier and Yennefer meet. Um, yes, yes. Actually, and that would that would fall in well with the the, the promo bump that we saw with Yaskier. That's why I'm thinking that could be him playing in the tavern because we didn't recognize where he was or what how he was dressed. So in the books, um, Yaskier goes to a tavern or a brothel or a bordello after a performance, and he is approached by Reince, who is Vilgefort's henchman, and he has to run away. He is captured by Reince. Um, he's being held upside down, and Yennefer comes to his rescue and is able to be like a total bad ass and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they end up talking about Siri and he is the one that brings Yennefer up to speed about what's happening with Geralt yeah, and Siri. Yeah. And so. it's probably more his 
it is convincing that like implores Yennefer to like actually go and help rather than Geralt's letter as much as Geralt probably wants to think that it was his his nice wonderful dear friend letter um it was probably more actually Yaskalion's converse uh, you know conversation with Yen so I'm guessing this happens either in episode four or episode five um just because we know episode six is going to be the dear friend episode mm-hmm. and I think that she's going to already know everything yeah um, yep. so there needs to be something that happens that gets her up to speed on this because mm-hmm. the last thing she knew was that Geralt had sort of forsaked his child of destiny so there has to be something that brings her up to speed yeah yep um, so maybe it's not Dandelion. Maybe it's someone else she comes across. Um, so my prediction now is that Yaskier and Yennefer are going to meet at some mm, point, mm-hmm. which, again, we know that they have this sort of contemptuous relationship. So that could lend itself well to a lot of banter. Um, that's something we see in the book. That's definitely something we saw on the TV show, especially in Rare Species. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for this. Um, thank you for bearing with us for this update. Um, we will continue, of course, to change and refine our ideas as yeah, uh, we get more information from uh, The Witcher on Netflix. All right. Well, we've gone over our thoughts mm-hmm. about season two of the witcher the first trailer that came out on july 9th at WitcherCon. Mm-hmm. tell us your thoughts um follow us dm us on uh, midnight bookcast on instagram you can find us there um we want to know what you think you can also email us yeah. it's a uh, midnight at gmail.com let us know your predictions and your yeah, hot yeah. takes if you notice anything in the trailer that we missed we want to know about it yeah um, absolutely i want to know i want to know fan theories we like conspiracy theories, so that's kind of kind of one of the things that we enjoy. So yeah, please please hit us up with your your best ones and your worst ones too. Like I want your I want your 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 crazy wild oddball theories too. Those are those are fun. Yeah, yeah. If you have your tinfoil hats, we yes yes <laughs> get your tinfoil hats on. We want to hear your theories. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened already, shameless plug. We have an episode-by-episode recap of The Witcher Season 1, which is available to listen. We still have to release the last two episodes, Mm -hmm. um, the recaps of Episode 7 and Episode 8. Those will be released in July in the next few weeks. So Mm -hmm. check those out. Get ready for Season 2, and we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. Um, It does seem like the fire is getting a little bit low, um, and we have to go sit through the WitcherCon panel on Welcome to Gwent. No, I hate it. No, we're not doing that. No, I hate this. <laughs> we're not doing that. We 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 probably should have done some coverage of WitcherCon, but um, we're covering the important things. We're covering the important things that came out of WitcherCon. So, um, but until next time, uh, the fire is getting a little low. And until then, I'm John Mark, and I'm Alexa. Good night. Good night. <laughs>